0: Our focus must be riveted on the Saviour and His Gospel. It is mentally rigorous to strive to look unto Him in every thought. But when we do, our doubts and fears flee. When we draw His power into our lives, both He and we will rejoice. Welcome to the Doubt Not, Fear Not podcast. All right hey Hiram thank you for coming thank you for having me awesome awesome so first things first i'm matt dawson this is Hiram Timu and we are both young single adults in new zealand we're both growing up most of our our lives in, in hamilton but do you want to just tell us a bit about your story Hiram? where you grew up where you've lived
1: kind of a general overview of your life so my name's Hiram Timu i was born and raised in hamilton And throughout my life, I have moved around quite a lot, mainly as a result of following the promptings of my parents. So, for example, we lived in Maramara for five years because that's where my mum got her first teaching job. And so we followed her there. And then from there, we moved back to Hamilton. From there, we moved to Australia for six years because that's when the global financial crisis hit, which left us with not many other options other than moving away. So we moved to Australia for six years, which is where I attended high school. And after graduating from high school, my family and I moved back home to Hamilton. And we have all been there ever since, except for in the past year or two, a few of us children have started to move out. So I'm the oldest of three kids. I have a younger brother and a younger sister. My younger brother moved in with my grandmother after my grandfather passed away in Hastings. And that was at the end of 2020. And just a week ago, I moved to Hastings to be with both of them as well. And currently, I am preparing to be a high school music teacher.
0: Fantastic. And I'm sure you'll regale us with your musical talents at some point, but everybody just knows that Hiram is an amazingly talented musician. So, yeah, look forward to hearing that some more. But the topic of this podcast is reconciling unmet expectations. What we do when things don't go according to plan, how to rely on the Lord for that. But going into as much detail as you're comfortable, tell us a bit about some setbacks you've had in your life.
1: Oh, where do I begin? <laughs> All right. The very first experience that comes to mind is when I got my mission call, And so... It's a really funny story behind that, and I always tell it whenever anyone asks about it because I get, not only do I get a lot of entertainment out of it, but it also reminds me of the learning experience I had as a result. So just to give you a bit of context behind this, before I got my mission call, I was working at Church College in New Zealand in 2015, and I worked with a lot of other prospective missionaries. A few of them had their mission calls and others were waiting for them, and what happens is that the average waiting time for receiving your mission call was two to three weeks. And with a lot of the calls that these other prospective missionaries were getting, they were all going overseas. So a few of them were going to Australia. We had a lot going to the Philippines and we even had one go to Ghana. And so for me, I thought I was like, oh, yep. I'm going to go overseas because I need to get away from home. I need to develop in this way and this way and so on and so forth. However, for me, I ended up waiting four months for that call to come back. And I remember coming home from work one day and all the other prospective missionaries were hyping me up. They're like, man, it's been so long since you put your call in and we hope that you get your call when you go home today. And I'm like, oh yeah, we'll see what happens and they were all taking bets on where it is that i was going to go and so a lot of them were like oh you're probably going somewhere tropical like you're probably going to go to the caribbean or something go to the islands or go to paris or you know somewhere in europe or um, asia and you can imagine how i was feeling at the time i was like oh yep i'm excited this is going to be amazing anyways i get home and it was may 2015. i got to my mailbox and i saw there was a massive package in there and i was like this might be it got it out of course it was addressed to me and I was like oh yes so I ran inside jumped around and I was so excited because I'd waited so long for this and I started opening it up but before I did I called my mum because I was home alone at this time so I called her and she was like she was like son what are you doing I'm in the middle of a staff meeting and I'm like mum I got my mission call and she's like oh what are you waiting for open it up then open it up see what's in there and so, being excited, I was like, okay. So, started opening it up, and then I started reading it to her. And I was like, it was, um, dear Move. you are hereby called to serve as a missionary for the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. You are hereby called to labour in the... And when I saw the place, I stopped. I looked for a few seconds, and I was like... Then my mum was like, so, where are you going? <laughs> and... Out of nowhere, the first few words that came out of my mind is, you have got to be kidding me. And she's like, wait, did you get called to Wellington? And I'm like, no. Nope. Did you get called to Auckland? No. Nope. Then where did you get called to then? What's the big deal? I've been called to serve in the New Zealand Hamilton mission. Bearing in mind, I was born and raised in Hamilton. We live in Hamilton. And the first thing she said was, As soon as I said the Hamilton mission was go and see Bishop right now. I was in complete disbelief. I was like, at first I was like, you've got to be kidding me. I live here. My family lives here. We live in Hamilton. Why am I called to serve in my home mission? And then the second thought was, is this even allowed? Everyone else that served in New Zealand, if they're from Hamilton, they go to Auckland or Wellington and so on and so forth. But no one has ever served at home well, except for, except for now with COVID, with everyone serving close to home. But even then, if you're in Hamilton, you still go to Auckland or Wellington. And so for me, I was like, what the, why, why? And what made it worse was when I told my dad, he, he was silent for a bit and then he just went, what the hell? And I was, I was broken. I was like, w- w- why, why is this happening? But yeah, that's an example of things not going to plan at all.
0: Oh, yes, yes. I I remember that time, actually. I remember you telling me where you've been called to. And my reaction was something along those lines. I was quite, quite taken aback. And it's not like it's a bad thing. I was just quite surprised. And yeah, I can imagine how surprising and, and disappointing that might have been. Because you're expecting such an exotic sort of place to go for your mission service. You're going to be there for two years. And so serving around where you live this is not the most attractive prospect at first at least and in a smaller sense i experienced that because i was not wanting to go on my mission to new zealand or australia and when i got my call i got (laughs) melbourne australia so i know a little bit about how you feel but that must have been disappointing for you so how did you reconcile that how did you sort of come to terms with the fact that this is the way things were going to be with your call
1: Long story short, Heavenly Father reigned me in really, really well. And how He did so was through an experience that I had that same night. I went to institute that night and while I was there, all the classes were full. And so I just sat in the corridor and I just had my head buried in my hands and I just kept saying, why? Why is this happening to me? Why am I serving here? And a bit more context behind this, I had lost my scriptures a few weeks before this. And I kid you not, as soon as I as soon as I um lifted my head from my hands, my scriptures were in a table in front of me. And so I was like, okay, that's not coincidence. So I picked my scriptures up. And immediately before opening them up, I felt the need to look at my patriarchal blessing and I kept the copy in the front pocket of my scriptures. So I grabbed it out and I started reading through it. And I got to a specific part in there that talked about family history. And when I got to that part, I was prompted to repeatedly read it over and over again. And by about the fifth time I read over it, The spirit came really, really strongly and just said, you are called to serve in the Hamilton mission, and now you know why. And any feeling of disbelief, any feeling of disappointment, any resentment completely disappeared, completely disappeared. And I was ready. I was keen. I was happy. I was really happy. And I started telling everyone. As soon as all the classes finished, I was like, guys, I got my mission call. I'm serving in the New Zealand Hamilton mission. And of course, everyone else was like, what? Why are you serving at home? And I'm like, I know why. I can't tell you now, but I know why. And immediately, even their reactions changed. Like initially, they were like, oh, what the heck? Is that allowed? And then as soon as I told them, "Like I know why. And I was so excited about it. They were like, you know what? We're excited for you too. You're going to be amazing. And for me, looking back, every time I tell the story, I just think, yep, Heavenly Father was chastising me really badly. And I had multiple experiences while I was on my mission that testified to me that I was supposed to be there, and not just there while I was serving there, but to serve after I got home. And that's one of the big reminders that I got from Heavenly Father is that because I served on my home mission... Everyone that I met, everyone that I taught, they're right around the corner from me, so I can go and see them. And that's not a luxury that the majority of missionaries ever get when they come home. And so I have so many reasons to be grateful for serving at home.
0: Yeah, that, that's that's beautiful, actually. I, I don't think you've shared that full experience with me before. I think you, you've touched on it and you've mentioned some aspects of it, but... I also think I remember that institute class because I remember you telling me and that's when I was surprised but you seemed so positive about it that it just changed my perspective as well. And um, you're right, like if someone from New Zealand served in the middle of the, the mountains in Sweden, for example, then they wouldn't be able to go back to the mission for a long time, maybe not even in this lifetime but it's um, quite amazing that you're able to go back so easily and see the people around even, even now that you served with. That's an amazing way that the Lord helped you change your perspective from shock and a bit of disappointment to gratitude. What do you think we can learn from your experience? How can we apply that sort of gratitude mindset into more of what we do every day?
1: I think a lot of it starts with having an open mind. So being open to alternatives, being open to other perspectives that may benefit you more than the perspective that you may know very well or have grown up with, so to say. And of course, there's having an attitude of gratitude, but um, especially in these days, it's getting a lot harder to have an attitude of gratitude. But I think the biggest thing that would help with that is is understanding the foundations of the gospel. And it's why as missionaries, the very first thing we start off with is, even even though the very first lesson is the restoration of the gospel, the very first principle that we teach is God is our loving Heavenly Father. And there's so many reasons for that. And to break that down even further, I got my Temple Recommend renewed just a few days ago. And in the interview, we actually touched upon the first few questions. And the first question being, do you have a testimony of the Godhead? Do you have a testimony of the Savior? And do you have a testimony of the Restoration? And I love how that progresses because if we understand the nature of the Godhead and we understand how much Heavenly Father and how much our Savior loves us, and why it, and why it is understanding the why behind what it is that they do, then everything else in the gospel, everything else in life not only becomes bearable, but it also becomes enjoyable.
0: Oh, yeah. I I love that. Thank you so much for sharing. I think there's a lot of joy we can feel if we just change our perspective. Like you said, just remembering the why, remembering the fact that the Lord loves us and that He wouldn't wish for us anything that would tear us down. Sometimes we have trials, but they're not for the purpose of tearing us down, for the purpose of strengthening us so that we can gain new perspectives and, and gain new strength.
1: Exactly. I for I forgot to mention that it's definitely not easy. It's definitely not easy at all. And I've had my, not just the mission experience, but I've had my fair share of experiences or even times where, where I've found myself not so much blaming God, but just looking and being like, why, why is this happening?
0: Yeah. Yeah. And a lot of us have that at some point. I've certainly had my moments of why? Why me? Why did I go through this experience? Why um, didn't things happen like I wanted them to? And I've, I've certainly had my own feelings and experience of that. But an antidote to that, we sort of hinted at that earlier, is, is hope. Hope in Christ, especially through the last few years, 2020, 2021, through the, the COVID uncertainties and all the the lockdowns and chaos that's around us, how have you been able to find hope
1: and all that? Hmm. All right, I may have to take a bit of thought into this one, but the first thing that comes to mind when I think about how I've been able to how I've been able to maintain hope is is through looking to our through looking to our church leaders, especially our prophet and especially our prophet and our apostles. For me, I'm a logical person as well. And so even though we have experiences that strengthen our faith or we exercise faith in order to strengthen it and to strengthen the hope that we do have, I'm still quite a logical person as well. And so one thing that really has kept me going is the fact that the prophet Russell M. Nelson, with everything that he introduced from the time that he was called as prophet, he's been so many steps ahead of everything that's happening in the world. And... A prime example of that is introducing come follow me because through introducing that we were able to continue church at home when covid shut down the chapels and when covid shut down the temples. And so for me I think it was one thing that's kept me going is not only having faith in our prophet and our church leaders but also being surrounded and cultivating relationships with your family because spending that time at home for the first month or two that we were in lockdown, it made me realize how much I I hadn't seen my family because of how busy I was with school and how busy I was with uni and busy with work. But because I had to put all that on the back burner with COVID, I got to reset and I got to see how much I truly miss and love my family and be able to work with them to maintain a sense of hope.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. And you're completely right. I think it was a reset for many of us, maybe all of us. It's COVID and the resulting lockdowns helped us to sort of change our perspective, figure out what was really important to us. We had to stay home for so long. We spent time with people longer than we normally would and probably changed our our path. I'm on a vastly different path now to when I was at the beginning of 2020. And that's thanks in large part to having to stay home with lockdowns and and having a lot of time to think and a lot of time to rely on the Savior. I certainly prayed a lot, prayed to know sort of what path would be best for me. And and through a lot of thought, a lot of prayer, then I've sort of come to where I am now. But sounds like you had a lot of that sort of pondering to do as well. Uh, Narrow it down to a couple of sentences, sort of a, a nice, succinct, summary of what we can do to have hope and to find peace when things don't go according to plan what would you say
1: all right now how do i make this short and succinct all right all right for me i guess in five words keep your loved ones close keep your loved ones close and i also mean by that is as i mentioned with covid my family were a major help to me as were a few good friends but I'm not just talking about, I'm not just talking about those that are physically here. I'm talking about our heavenly Father and our eternal brother Jesus Christ. Because as I mentioned before, with um, changing my disappointment and resentment into an attitude of gratitude, it came through remembering them, remembering them, living as if they were here with me. And so that's what I mean by keep your loved ones close. I'm talking about all of them.
0: Wow, th- that's beautifully put, actually. As soon as you said that, I had a thought like we have just we have our loved ones here and we have our loved ones that are not here. The Heavenly Father, Jesus Christ, even our ancestors. That's powerful. Thank you. I know that through these uncertain times that the gospel of Jesus Christ is, is a a strength and a foundation for all of us. And it has been for me. It's been sort of hard. I've always had my faith and that's never really wavered, but at my hope is something that hasn't always been the strongest. I haven't always hoped for the future so much. I haven't always known what's coming. But just knowing that Jesus Christ is our Savior and that the, the Lord has a plan for us, and no matter what happens, that that things will work out. That gives me a lot of hope. Well, thank you so much for joining me, Hiram, for your words of wisdom. Hey, once again, thank
1: you for having me doubt not fear not podcast series has been produced out of the auckland institute building with contributions from young adults across new zealand if you enjoyed this episode please share it with a friend to direct others to this podcast or listen to other episodes in this series or to enroll in the institute class associated with the podcast see our website at doubtnotfearnot.podbean.com this recording is not an official publication of The Church of Jesus Christ of Latter day Saints. The views expressed are those of the participants and are neither the official doctrine nor the official teachings of the Church.